This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. This topic of time for balance. Let's get started. Verse number one, we talked about those two words I had you say out loud. Time, season. Time, season. Time, season. Both time and seasons are important. But you have to understand the difference between the two. Let me work a little while today. Time, time, it's where we live. Everyone knew what time service started today. At least some of you did. Time is where we live. Time is our daily routines. I had a vow renewal service to officiate last night, and I had a little fun with the bride and groom, and I said, you know, I'm I'm having a hard time wanting to be here right now. LSU kicks off at 6.15. TCU kicks off at 7, and you scheduled this at 6.00. I forgive you. I knew what time the service started. I knew what time kickoff was. And there's reasons for some of you in the 9 o'clock and not the 11 because you know what time kickoff is. Time is real. We know time because we live our lives in it. We schedule our lives around it. Time, check this out. It's critical you get this visual. Time is where we live and our reality and we live under the sun. We live on earth. It's real. It's under the sun. And I'm going to use the word, we live in the natural. We live in the here and now. The natural. But yet the Bible says there's also something called seasons. Seasons, it's a whole different ball game. Seasons is real. They are real. But seasons in Scripture, and how I'm going to show you in Scripture today, it's life above the sun. It's the supernatural. So I'm kind of, I'm going to recap that just to make sure we're all thinking clearly. We live by time. We have 24 hours a day. Some of you are going to clock in at 8 in the morning. Some of you are going to clock out at 5. Some of you have an alarm set for 6. We live by time, under the sun, daily routines. But seasons, seasons are supernatural, super meaning above the natural, greater than the natural. Seasons That's how God works. Matter of fact, the Bible, I shared this scripture a few Sundays ago. The Bible tells us that a day with the Lord is like a thousand years and a thousand years a day. So in other words, your idea of time and God's idea of time are total different understandings. You and I, we're trapped with something called a life span. Some people live 20 years. Other people live 98 years. Some people, they're still ticking at 100. You just never know the lifespan because we're stuck in time. God is eternal. This is what's crazy. 
we're going to dedicate babies in a few Sundays. They have a birth date when they started this thing called time. And then some of us will unfortunately bury a loved one this year. They will have an end date, a death date with time. But God, man, God was before your time. And God's after your time. God doesn't even have time. God's greater than time. And you and I have to get this today if we're going to have any measure of peace. Someone say peace. There's only one way to live in peace in the kind of time we're living in, and that is to understand the difference between time and seasons. Let me give you a little illustration to help you even better. Several of you in this service at 9 o'clock, you're working professionals, and you travel often, and there's times that you must travel by airplane. Others of us in the room, I don't have to travel by flight often, but when I do, there's been times I've experienced what I'm about to tell you. There's times you're on a runway and it's cloudy. You're on the runway and there's a, maybe a mist of rain or possibly even a, a, a pretty heavy downpour of rain and it's turbulent and you're taking off and I don't care who you are, as experienced of a, of a traveler you might be, there's a little nervousness in all of us when we're placing our backsides in a metal tube and we're about to leave the earth. I don't care who you are. When you start seeing cars look like ants, you get a little bit nervous. Can I get an amen? amen? So you start looking down there and you start realizing, wow, this is really dumb. God wanted me to live this way, he'd have given me wings. He hasn't. So I find myself, I'm, it's, it's a little bumpy because I'm, I'm under this cloud deck and it's storming, it's scary, it's, it's a nightmare. But then all of a sudden, you, you come up out of the cloud deck and the very same part of the land that you were once in that was stormy, you've just elevated yourself to a point where it's bright, sunny, peaceful, and calm. And if you were to turn right back around and land on the same runway that you just took off from, you're going to come through the cloud deck, right back into storms, Wind, rain, turbulence. This is the, probably the best way I can explain to you the difference in time and seasons. Time, you just never know what the day's going to hold. Let me help you understand it better. Time refers to an incident, an isolated incident. But seasons, they refer to a series of incidents. Time is a moment. Time is an event. Seasons, it's a series of moments or a series of events. Time is a win or a loss of one game and let all the Astros fans say, I get it. But a season is a win-loss record. 
we fret over the loss or we celebrate over the win, but yet the win-loss record is over a season. Time is your watch. Season is your calendar. Time is one stroke of a paintbrush on a canvas. A season is the finished project known as a portrait. And I believe with all my heart that the secret to peace, sanity, keeping it all together in the times that we're living in, the secret to just keeping it together is getting a good understanding of the differences between time and seasons. Here's this thing about time. <laughs> Here's the thing about time that we all can say an amen to. Time doesn't see color. Time doesn't see age. Time does not see how much money you have or how much money you're lacking. Time, the things that happen in time, layoffs, stillborn, debt, Car crashes, flat tires, slipping transmissions, delayed travel, fires in houses, tornadoes, hurricanes, daddy having cancer, mama having Alzheimer's. Time doesn't matter who you are. Time keeps on, keeps on ticking. Ecclesiastes, one more time, turn with me. But we're going to go to chapter number nine. <laughs> Some of you, you had no idea that the Bible confirmed what you've always thought. But the reason you've always thought it was because the Bible says so. Ecclesiastes 9 and verse number 11, I, observe, I have observed something else under the sun. Listen to this. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race. The strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry. The skillful are not necessarily wealthy. And those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. Turn to your neighbor and say, I feel better now. <laughs> Why? Why is this? Because the Bible says it's all decided. Time, it's all decided by chance, by being in the right place at the right time. Now, I've got a wristwatch on, but imagine a grandfather clock with that old pendulum, and it's swinging You've seen it in grandma's house. This is what life is. It swings from one end of the spectrum to the other end. Time has a way of covering everything in between, everything that it can find. Time keeps on ticking. And guess what it does? Time and chance happens to everyone. 
The Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. The message transliteration of Scripture just hammers it down. It rains on the good and the bad. It rains on the nice and the nasty. Why? Because time doesn't understand the difference between a good person and a bad. Time doesn't know the difference between the nice and the nasty. That's why good people have flat tires. That's why hard workers get laid off. That's why loving couples can't have a baby. Time and chance, it happens to all of us. And if you just live by time and time alone, you'll go crazy. Because I'm the fastest runner, I should win the race. I'm the skillful worker, I should have a healthy retirement plan. I'm the educated one, I should be, I should be successful. But time and chance, Jeanette, says it's completely opposite than that. Time and chance says, I don't care how educated you are. I don't care how fast you are. I don't care how skillful you are. I don't care how hard you work. Time is time and time is time. And guess what? Time's going to keep ticking. And it's going to keep swinging. And that's why you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. That's why you're going to buy good cars that run for 100,000 miles or more. And that's why you're going to have some lemons. We have some good car salesmen here if you need that. That's why we're going to have good weather days. And that's why we're going to have bad weather days. That's why life is going to pitch you a slow pitch softball. And you're going to be able to yank it out of the yard to left field. But then on another day you wake up, it's going to be a fast pitch curve. And you're going to go down swigging and look really dumb. It's called time. And if you commit to only living your life by time, you're going to find yourself depressed. You're going to find yourself oppressed. You're going to find yourself sad. You're going to find yourself unhappy. You're going to find yourself bitter. You're going to find yourself just so miserable because you want to wake up and you want to go to bed with one thought on your mind. And that is, is this ever going to change? And I've got good news and bad news. The bad news is first. And the bad news is, no, it's never going to change in this time. But the good news is that God says in his scripture that God has a way of making everything beautiful in its time. Everything, even war, even loss, even grief. God has a way of making everything beautiful in its own time. And if you can get a hold of this, the flat tire's not going to kill you. The layoff's not going to break you. The divorce is not going to stop you from ever trying again. I know you didn't sign up for that. I know you didn't go into that job thinking it was only going to last eight months. You didn't go into that marriage thinking it was only going to last six years. You didn't go into that thinking it was, you know, you, I know what you thought. In your mind it was going to be perfect. But time, time came knocking on your door. But if you'll hear this message today, God has a way of taking everything in your time span, in your lifespan, when the pendulum's here and when the pendulum's there, God has a way of taking everything in its own time and making it beautiful if you will understand the difference between time and seasons. 
Because God operates in seasons. Here's the difference. Ecclesiastes 3, verse number 1, he told us about seasons and time. And then verse number 11, he drops the bombshell of truth on us. He says he made everything beautiful in its time. But then he goes further. We have this period and then we enter into this new statement by God through the wise man. And he says, and he's placed eternity in the hearts of men. You have the capacity through the Holy Spirit to get a better understanding of what this thing's all about than just time. He's placed eternity in your heart. In other words, if you take everything in time and we were to ball it up and you were to throw it through the cloud deck and if somehow or another it was to penetrate the cloud deck into eternity, you would realize looking at time through the lens of eternity, you would realize the divorce is not that big of a deal. And for you in this generation, in this service, you just cringed because you think, how is divorce not that big of a deal? Because it's just a matter of time. It's not that big of a deal when you look at life through the lens of eternity. Your layoff is not that big of a deal when you look at it through the lens of eternity. I'm preaching better than your amen. Solomon goes on to Ecclesiastes 4. Once we get out of 3, once we get out of Ecclesiastes 3, we get into 4. And here's some just valuable life lessons. He first, he comes out right out of the chute in Ecclesiastes chapter 4. And he tells us, hey, by the way, in this thing called time, everybody say time. He says, enjoy your friends. How many of you are so fast-paced because you just don't think you have enough time that you're missing out? The blessings of time called community and friendship. Pastor Tommy, I know you always beg and plead and preach and teach and you try to try to lead us into small groups. <laughs> oh, 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 you're so cute, Pastor Tommy. People like me, we don't have time for small groups. <laughs> you're so cute. Then waste your time chasing money. Your kids are gonna blow it when you're dead. Oh, you're so, you're so cute, Pastor Tommy. We don't have time. We don't have time for small groups. You're lucky if we're ever there on Sunday. We, we have things to do. Time. That's all it is, is time. And guess what? Just like you were born, you're going to die. But if you'll pause and just for a minute consider, don't consider me, consider Consider Solomon, he's a lot smarter than you and me. He says, if you'll look at this thing called time through the lens of eternity, you would enjoy your friends. You would enjoy your family. You would enjoy your days. <laughs> you ready for this? He even says this, Brother Gordon Patton, it's right there in Ecclesiastes 4. Enjoy your work. I was with you until that. <laughs> I was your biggest supporter until you said enjoy work. That's false doctrine. You're a false prophet. You are out. You're, you're, you're preaching crazy sermons. Well, 
He says that because one day in time you may not have work. So enjoy it while you have it. You may not have it because maybe your company folds or you may not have it because you hurt your back. You may not have it because maybe you have an emotional breakdown and Man, this, this, is, this, is, this is real life here. Well, yeah, it's real life because it's about time. But if you'll look at all of this stuff we're talking about, enjoying your friends and enjoying your work and enjoying your family, and then Solomon says enjoy your years because he understands that there's coming an end of that. There's coming to a conclusion of your years. If you'll look at it through the lens of eternity, you'll be like Tim McGraw and you'll live like you're dying. That's found in Hezekiah chapter 8. <laughs> and some of you right now are going, Hezekiah, I've never, never seen that before. And some of you are like, I don't know who Tim McGraw is. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Denora, you and I are in trouble because Esme woke up, Esme's seven years old, and I'm like in total memorization mode on Sunday mornings. I've got coffee. I'm just chilled. I'm like working, man, just, just tuning my mind in, getting my heart ready. Man, I love my Sunday opportunity to talk to you. And, and Esme comes bouncing in, rain, pick me up because I'm a believer, believer. And I'm like, get behind me, Satan. You're like crazy right now. I'm not going to get that song out of my mind. So whether you're into Tim McGraw or Imagination Dragons and all that, I don't know what you're into, the Gaithers. I don't know what your cup of tea is. The bottom line is this. Everybody say, it's time to live. So what season are we in now? If we know what time we're in, if we know that we're living in end times, then what is the season we're in? Because I've been building up this whole month to get to next Sunday. Next Sunday is my man. Next Sunday is the icing on the cake. And I'll even let you know, I'm going to be, I'll tell you what I'm preaching on where you're not, 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 not curious uh, today. But I'll be preaching on it's a time to go home. But you're not going to go home until your time's over. And a lot of people are trying to go home when their time's not over. And that, that, that's why they're miserable because they're trying to, here, here's where we all get, pardon the S word in church, this is where we're all stupid. Is we try to live in yesterday or we try to live in tomorrow and God's saying I'm trying to get you to live today. Check this out, everybody. Before you can be ready to go home, eternity and glory, before you can get there, you're going to have to learn how to live here in this thing called time. And the secret to it is being able to see it through eternity's lens. Check this out now. So what season are we in? I believe with all my heart, and maybe some of you agree, and some of you're, you're open to your own opinion, obviously. I believe that we're in the season that the next, the next event on God's seasonal calendar, I, I believe, is the return of the Lord. I believe that with all my heart. On the seasonal calendar. I can't tell you what time it, the, it is, though, because that, that's, I, I, nor can anyone else. And if anybody asks you to send them a $100 offering to find out when Jesus is coming, don't. They, they don't know. 
They don't know. We don't know the hour, the time. But I do believe we can see the season. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. But I would not have you ignorant. I don't want you ignorant concerning these things and concerning those who are asleep. That you may not grieve as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and we do, so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus, meaning those that have passed. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain, those that are still in time, until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself would descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet call of God. And the Bible says, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive in time and remain in time, then we'll be caught up together. That's where we get that word rapture, to be caught away, catching away. Rapture is not even mentioned in Scripture, by the way. Some of you use that word, but it's, it, that's where we get that idea of to be snatched up, to be caught up together with them, with them, those that have already passed before us, them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So we shall be forever seasonal, forever with the Lord. And then verse 18, and some of us grew up, we grew up, not living, hearing, teaching, preaching this next scripture. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Man, I grew up in an environment where the coming of the Lord was a fear tactic. Boy, you better not smoke that. The coming of the Lord is right now. Boy, you better not drink that. The Lord's coming. Don't you talk to your sister that way. The Lord's coming. And it was all fear, 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 fear. The coming of the Lord is not fearful for those that have come and given their hearts to God. It should be a comforting idea and understanding that time will soon be past. And eternity, I cannot say that eternity will start, start ticking because eternity is all, it's just, there's no tick in heaven. But you and I will be able to take these little things off and throw them away and Guess what? You'll stop aging. Turn to your neighbor and say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Bible says you're going to have a new body. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> King Belly's going to be dethroned once and for all. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to eat blizzards and never puff up. Thank you, Jesus. Blizzard in one hand, some boudin in the next. Thank you, Jesus. Some of y'all just got grossed out. Man, just come on to this side of living. Think about how good it's going to be when time stops ticking and you and I start really living. 1 Thessalonians 5. 1 Thessalonians 5. One more chapter after that, verse number 1. Concerning the times... And the seasons, brothers, you have no need I write to you. For you know perfectly that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. The coming of the Lord is going to be so quick, like a twinkling of an eye. Man, you're going to hear a trumpet. The dead in Christ shall rise. The Bible says two are going to be in the bed. One's up, one's still asleep. 
two in the field, one's plowing, one's gone. It's going to happen like that. And all of us that grew up in the church, there's a few in this 9 o'clock service, 11 o'clock, who knows who's coming. But 9 o'clock, y'all grew up in the church like me. And y'all know, y'all went looking for family before in your house. And nobody was around, and you thought, good Lord, I'm the one. I'm the idiot. Mama's gone, daddy's gone. And I know how my sister's been living. I don't know how she lied and got it. Here I am, the idiot. You open up your front door and you're like, where's all the other idiots? Any other idiots been left behind? And you're like, you see your uncle and like, well, I knew that. You see your cousin like, I could have bet money on that. But then you see that one person and you're like, oh, they must, it's all good. Because I know, I know. Sister Bobby Richardson was going to go to heaven. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's the truth. But it's going to happen. Martin, it's going to happen. And it's going to happen quick. This whole thing, it's not going to be a battery that died. It's just going to be useless. Because I've just crossed over from time to seasonal living. I've stopped living under the pressure of the tick and the talk. And I'm living in peace. I don't have to clock in and clock out. I don't have to look at the money and see if there's enough to pay the bill. I don't have to worry about keeping a schedule. I ain't going to wake up on Monday morning. Because I'm just going to live. So the season we're in, I believe, let me give you these three things to consider. The next seasonal event, I believe, is the coming of the Lord. So until, until that last tick, where am I at in all of this? And I'll give you three things to pray about and think about. I believe we're living in a season of hostility. Imagine a sports car. And, and the RPMs are just redlining. I believe the, the pressure, I think we're in a season of hostility. And it's just, it's just winding out. And I believe the coming of the Lord is so soon that it won't be long until it just implodes. And the Lord rescues us. I think we're living in a season of hostility. The Bible says it will be wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes. And then it says the men's hearts will fail them for terror. I believe we're right there. So how do, we, how do we manage this season? The Bible tells us that in these times of, times of, of, of season and living that we are to lift up our head. Not, not, not lower our head, but lift up our head. And there's not one person in this room that's never had that weak moment where we went, oh, oh, the world we're living in. No, it needs to be, oh, the world we're living in needs Jesus like never before. I think we're living in a season of not just hostility, but I think we're living in a season of harvest. Over one million people, this church, let me back up before that statement. This church, a part of our missional giving, we're a part of Association of Related Churches. It's called ARC, A-R-C. And that particular network, the only thing that network does is plant new churches. It doesn't do missions trips. 
it, it, it doesn't feed the hungry. Uh, we're a part of all things, but that particular wing of our missions giving, we plant churches, meaning new churches started. Our most recent effort was Pastor Anthony Moorhead, downtown Fort Worth, former youth pastor of this church, as a new ark church. Okay, are you tracking with me so far? There's an average of 3,500 churches being planted every week around the world. We're living in a season of, is it a season of hostility? Yes. Are we living in dark times? Absolutely. Are we living in weird, crazy times? You betcha. But we're also living in a season of harvest. 3,500 churches being planted around the world every day. I mean, every week, rather. You ready for this? Statistics prove this. And this is going to shock some of you because you're hunkered down, bunkered down. You got your AR loaded. You got a jug of water and your kids are already rationing out food. But the truth is, over a million people are coming to Jesus Christ every week around the world. Over a million. We're living in a season of harvest. And then I close with this today. We're in a season of holiness. I don't know about that. I see people living crazy lives. I didn't say that people are living holy. We're in a season of holiness, meaning God's calling people to holiness like never before. The one thing Paul warned the church of Thessalonica, Thessalonica, he warned them that the coming of the Lord was so quick that they should do this, put on the armor of light. In other words, I want you to say this out loud with me before I pray over you. Everyone say this out loud with me. Be ready. Be ready. Stay ready. ready. So what time is it? It's time for readiness. It's time to be ready. Stay ready. Love like you've never loved before. Serve God like you've never served him before. To all the families that are in this 9 o'clock service, if church is just something you do, stop just doing it and be a part of it. For all the families in this service at 9 o'clock, if, if, you know, if, if living for God is just kind of, you know, if you're feeling like it, don't live by your feelings or you'll never live for God. Live by him with obedience. I bless you today in Jesus' name, and I want you to stand. It's time to live a balanced life. So what was the balance? Knowing the difference between time and seasons. For everybody in this room that's had a hard time lately, hang in there. Because the tide's going to come back in. For everybody that's had a hard time in the valley, keep walking. You're going to be back on the mountaintop. For everybody that's been laid off, keep showing up to the interview. Tune up your, your, your resume and your application. Iron your shirt. Go put your best effort forward. You'll get another job. For everybody that's worried about their kids, don't cut them off. Love them. Don't stop praying. They're coming home. It's just a matter of time. When it starts swinging, enjoy your good days. When it starts swinging, hold on in your rough days. Paul said, I've had money in my pocket and I've been broke. I've had food in my belly and I've been hungry. I've had clothes on my back and I find myself in need of clothes. But in all things, 
I've learned to be content. Let's live a balanced life. Let me pray over you. Bow your heads. Dear Lord Jesus, I pray this blessing over my friends. May we put a, put a smile in place of a frown. May we square our shoulders back, lift our heads up, and walk with dignity and class and godliness and holiness. Even though time is telling us it's hard right now, even though time is telling us it's tough right now, we're going to look into the eyes of time and we're going to just say it's just a matter of time until things change for my good. I'm not going to let this day get me down. I'm not going to let this year defeat me. Because when I throw it all up through the cloud deck in eternity, I realize it's not that big of a deal after all. I pray for balance in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. I love you so much. I want to thank my buddy Corey and his wife, Sam. These are my friends from our, our community, Corey and Sam. God bless you for being here today. And for all of our other guests that are here, if you're visiting with us, I personally say thank you. And I ask you to just continue doing life with us. We have an 11 o'clock service that you might want to familiarize yourself with.